Grace be unto you in peace from God our Father and from our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. This morning the Lord is drawing our attention to the prophet Ezekiel, the 36th chapter beginning with verse 24, as follows. For I will take you from among the nations, gather you out of all countries, and bring you into your own land. Then I will sprinkle clean water on you, and you shall be clean. I will cleanse you from all your filthiness and from all your idols. This is the word of God. In the name of Jesus Christ, who has gathered this diverse student body out of the far corners of this country and has united us here in faith in Christ, dear friends in Christ. According to the book Nutrition and Aging, by Dr. Irving Rosenberger, an astonishing thing happened over the course of the last hundred years. In the last century, global lifespans increased by 25 years. And it's still increasing, especially owing to a wide variety of new drugs and medications that control traditional killers like diabetes and heart disease. Many of us are acquainted with people whose lives have been dramatically changed and improved and, in some cases, lengthened by these miracle drugs or by a surgical procedure like heart valve replacement or joint replacement. Perhaps your parents or grandparents have had some procedure like that, or maybe you yourself have had some life-giving procedure. It's exciting that a person's life can now be dramatically improved simply by repairing or replacing a few worn-out parts. But imagine if you could do that not for one or two parts in the human body, but for every part. And imagine if you could do it so that all the parts were not simply repaired, but replaced by parts that were much better than the originals. As it turns out, That's a pretty good description of what God does for his believers spiritually. Do you remember what Paul said to the Corinthians? If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. There's a profound and very comforting truth for us in this text, especially standing as we are on the threshold of a brand new academic year. Over the next few chapel talks of mine, we'll consider the words of the prophet Ezekiel under the theme, God makes everything new. In the first place, it is God who gives us a new cleanness. Back at the time of Ezekiel, God was sending his judgment on the people of Judah and Jerusalem. He called Ezekiel to preach to them and to tell them to acknowledge their filthy condition, to repent of their sins and to turn away and turn back to God. Uh, And he also told them the consequences that would take place if they didn't, and those consequences, as you know, came to pass with the uh, destruction of Jerusalem and carrying Israel away into exile. But Ezekiel's judgment came with a promise as well, a promise of return, a promise of cleansing and renewal. The Lord said, I will take you from among the nations gather you out of all countries, and bring you into your own land. Then I will sprinkle clean water on you, and you shall be clean. I will cleanse you from all your filthiness and from all your idols. 
the Lord promised a return of his people to Jerusalem, and this he fulfilled with uh, the coming of the Persian king Cyrus. Seventy years after they were taken captive, they returned to Israel. He sprinkled them with clean water. He allowed them once again to continue the daily sacrifices and to become ritually clean once more. And with the resumption of those animal sacrifices, of course, he was once again pointing them forward to the Lamb of God who would one day arrive, the Redeemer who truly would take away the sins of the world. In that sense, Ezekiel's prophecy applies to you and me, even now in 2023. For to you and me also, God has promised a new cleanness. And boy, do we need it. We in America, I think, are such a hygienic society, aren't we? We take being clean for granted. That is, until we can't get clean. Has that ever happened to you? Where you were, say, traveling or camping and you couldn't bathe for like a day or two or more, it bothers you, doesn't it? Makes you feel uncomfortable. You feel dirty and sweaty and smelly. And after a while, you can't ignore it, and you can't get it out of your mind, and you just can't wait to get in the shower and get clean. Sin has the same effect on the human conscience. It's the voice of God's law in our hearts, reminding us of our sin and reminding us that we are corrupt and dirty, that we have defiled ourselves with false gods, not perhaps bowing down before actual graven images of silver and gold, but we each have our idols, uh, the subtle idols of the worship of money and pleasure the temptation to fear, love, and trust in something other than the true God. Giving in, perhaps, to the corrupting allure of the fleshly lusts that are so easily available in our present digital age. Dare I say, spending more time on our cell phones than we do on our knees. For our sins, too, we are deserving only of punishment. Like the people of Judah, we, too, are dirty with no way on our own to get clean. The writer of the Hebrews issues a chilling warning to believers when he says, how shall we escape if we neglect so great a salvation? But God makes everything new. You can't do it yourself. God has to wash you clean. Jesus said to Nicodemus, I tell you the solemn truth, unless a person is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. The great news is that that's exactly what God did for you, isn't it? When he washed you with the water of renewal in your baptism. On that day, the Lord cleansed you from all your sins, sent his Holy Spirit into your heart. He entered into a covenant of grace and mercy with you, a a covenant that God will never break. What a comfort that is for your daily living. The Apostle Peter says plainly, baptism doth also now save us, not the putting away of the filth of the flesh, but the answer of a good conscience toward God by the resurrection of Jesus Christ. 
Martin Luther was one who was convinced that baptism is a tool we need to use every single day in our lives because it reminds us that our sins are buried with Jesus and that every single day a new person should come forth and arise who will live before God in righteousness and purity forever. This truth was so important to Martin Luther, in fact, that he once took a knife and carved in the top of his desk the words, I have been baptized. So he would never forget the comfort and forgiveness that comes with being a baptized child of God. Now our facilities manager might take a little dim view of that if you tried to do that on one of our desks here at Emmanuel, so I don't recommend that. What I do recommend is that you keep this in mind. God makes everything new. He takes worn out sinners and daily makes brand new redeemed children of God come forth and arise in Christ, including you. So be of good cheer and go forward with joy into this new school year of grace and blessing. Amen. We continue with stanzas one and four of hymn 537.